Welcome to Extra Stuffs. I'm Jessica Walker. While Brian and I take a break, we figured it would be a great opportunity to share some of our extra content from last season with you. For this installment, I've got audio from one of the best food events I've had occasion to attend since starting this beautiful food adventure. The Women's Hospitality League, hosted at Lisa Marie on Queen West in early May of this year. Chef and Instagram superstar Christine Flynn and her friend and restaurateur, food stylist and photographer Kyla Zanardi hosted women from across the food industry and a conversation about what it means to be female and do this kind of work. It was a powerful night and hopefully the first of many to come. On the panel, hosted by food media queen Pei Chen, you'll hear food stylist Joanna Brennan-Lowe, food entrepreneur and creator of the former Toronto underground market, Hassal Avilas, beer saleswoman and co-organizer of Toronto's Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, Ren Navarro, and founder and CEO of Plectees, Jennifer Commons-Glazer. Suffice it to say, the room was packed with powerhouse women, and a lot of that will come through on the tape. I apologize in advance for the quality. But without further ado, here we have it, the inaugural Women's Hospitality League panel. She's an amazing photographer. She's 
videographer, and she has all these skills that I, I was like, you know, pretty impressed by and wanted to learn more about. And there was no moment at all where I reached out until I had this satirical Instagram where I pretended to be a man, and then I was bold enough to make it be like, it really took over coffee with you sometime. <laughs> she was like, who is this dude who's talking to me? So about, I think three months ago, we finally went for coffee, and it was like, I was like, why did we not meet three years ago? Like, why am I an idiot? And I want to encourage all of you not to be idiots, um, and to really, you know, find those people in your life, and whether they're male, whether they're female, obviously tonight is a little bit more about the ladies, but to reach out, to be like empowered, and to be emboldened to like find the people in your life that are gonna make you better. You know, you're not competing, you're collaborating, and I think it's a really easy thing as a female to be nervous, or to maybe, just doubt yourself a little bit. It doesn't matter what your resume says, it doesn't matter how many people respect you, but you get to this like sort of wall where you're not, you're just not ready to reach out. And so tonight for me was really a little bit about, are you getting this? No. Uh, <laughs> tonight was about like celebrating friendship, celebrating new connections, and hoping that each of you tonight needs someone new. Take something away from this where you do make that call, you do reach out to someone. Maybe they're not a fellow restaurateur, maybe you are, someone who's running a healthy quick serve restaurant and reaches out to, you know, a photographer or reaches out to someone who's making, you know, beautiful juice or, or whatever. This idea of cross-pollination that is so positive and so, it's gonna change your life, you know? And we need more things like that and that's really why we did this. And, you know, for us it's just like a little piece of something we wanted to do, but each of you is gonna take maybe this idea and maybe this message and replicate it and that's something really, really special. So, we appreciate all of you for coming. Um, thank you so much. This is like amazing energy, and we could not be more happy with the sold out. creepy way and I think that's probably and also sometimes in a creepy way so I think that probably a lot of us in this room were connected over whatever you know whether it's Twitter or it's Instagram or uh, you know something like that I think a lot of the women here on the panel that's actually how I first connected with them I knew who they were long before I ever met with them you know face to face and in person and, and then just you know started to kind of fall in love with them so the uh, kind of the goal of tonight really is to hopefully kind of inspire you and create some positive energy, and uh, hopefully you walk out of here knowing a few more people than when you walked in, and those are people that you will stay in touch with and who can help you and who you can help boost up as well, because I think what Christine said about its collaboration and not competition is really key in, uh, in this industry. 
So I'll do a quick intro of our panel. You might know uh, some of them already, and they can also elaborate a bit more on what they do. But on the end, there we've got Jennifer Commons. Uh, and Jennifer, I think we met um, in a radio studio, basically. CFRE. Yes, yeah. So Jennifer came on to my radio show, and then we did the like courtesy emails of like, thanks for coming on, thanks for having me. It was really fun. I like your tea. It's yeah. nice. Uh, and then we become friends. So, <laughs> so we become friends in those few short years. And um, so Jennifer kind of quit her corporate job just a couple of years ago, I want to say three years ago. Yeah. And now she does a beautiful line of bespoke teas called Pluck Teas. And she does the tea program for some of the you know, best restaurants and great chefs within the city. So if you haven't, you should check out her stuff. And then we've got Ren here, who is a um, kind of shit disturber. And uh, <laughs> Ren, you've also been on. Uh, so she is, I want to say, the beer, sommel beer sommelier in training, right? Is that correct? Yeah. OK, yeah. so you're partway there. There's a lot of. Certification. I'm practicing right now. She, <laughs> she takes her studies very seriously. Uh, and she also started, uh, along with some other great women, the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. And we're going to talk a bit about that, which I think is really fantastic. Glad to know that many of you know about it. And then we've got Joanna here, who is a food stylist, mm -hmm. photographer, you've all, uh, or, or I'm not incorrect, I know you have a beautiful studio. No, I okay. used to be a photographer. Yeah. I switched to being a stylist. But I have a studio. You have a beautiful it's, studio. It's a stylist studio that is rented to Okay, excellent. So it's a beautiful space. So uh, Joanna's on our panel as well. We'll speak more about her. I know at some point in your life you kind of had a moment of, what am I doing? A couple of moments. couple of moments, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Hassel here, if you remember the Toronto underground market from a couple of years ago, uh, she really did a lot to boost small businesses and small food entrepreneurs and people who just had aspirations of, you know, kind of testing out the waters in terms of the kind of food that they wanted to serve and uh, the kind of businesses they wanted to own. And there have been many success stories. Like this place. Like this place. And, uh, yeah. And uh, there's a lot, I think over 25 um, companies that have started at Tom have now, they're now restaurants, food trucks, catering businesses. So it was a great way for people to, you know, find that support and kind of, you know, make those small mistakes and then start their businesses. And now she's at Feast, which is a very cool, I, I don't know the best way to describe it, like a fresh meal delivery company. Via mobile app. Okay, via a mobile app. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so um, I guess we'll get started. We've got to, if you have questions as well, I mean, it's super casual. You can interrupt and um, just like ask a question. Um, the, you know, these women are a wealth of knowledge and we're hopefully Pressure's on now because we all want to learn from you. Uh, <laughs> so let's, oh, so, you know, I guess I'll start with, I'll start with Ren actually, because you, uh, <laughs> she stopped me twice already since I've been in here and she's like, it's a really good question. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about women in the beverage industry so, uh, because women and diversity, not quite represented, right? That's such an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, like I, so I've been in craft beer for three years, maybe a little bit more. Um, when I started, I was totally one of the golden unicorns of beer, <laughs> and, and it was it was one of those things where you say, oh, there's a female beer rep, and, and so on the side of doing society, I'm also a beer rep full time. Um, and you would go through and you'd be like, oh, so I talked to this woman, and they'd go, oh, well, was it this person or was it Ren? 
<laughs> and, and now, I mean, there are more women, but it's still, you know, it's both my hands and maybe I take one sock off. Um, but then when you go through it and you start saying the diversity of it, it's, I, and, and I had someone confirm this, so this isn't just one of those, like, I'm just trying to be difficult. Um, I am the only black female sales rep in Ontario. What? Yeah. Oh. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Because that is the worst thing ever. Because I'm one of like 20 women selling beer, but I am so now, so now instead of saying I talk to a female beer rep, they go, well, is she white? Well, yeah, okay, so maybe she's one of these guys. Oh, was she not white? Oh, so you talked to Red. Yeah. So, so, so the horrific part is now that we have more women in beer. And so we at least have the, the females of the world saying, I drink beer and beer is awesome and blah, blah, blah. And I know my stuff. Like, so, so in terms of sommeliers and Cicerones, like there's Mirella, um, there's Crystal Luxmore, there's Robin LeBlanc. So there are women who are writing and doing these things about beer. But when it comes to sales and women who are saying, I know what to sell you, there aren't enough of us. Um, and, and that's kind of the problem that I've been wrestling with this year. And I've been really loud about it. Um, but I, do you think part of it is is that there are just aren't that many women who are interested in being a beer sales rep, or do you find that the hurdles are too big and they're like, ah, I'm not I, I think some of the problem is that it's still beer is still an old boys club. Um, society of beer drinking ladies started off as, as kind of a lark, and two years later we're we're picking up steam and you know, wow, oh my God, girls drink beer, that's so weird. <laughs> um, but it, it's this weird thing where I mean. You know, back in history, and, and I'm sorry if I'm going to ramble, but back in history, you know, who the original brewers were? Women. So it's this weird thing that it's gone from being women-centric to suddenly dudes being like dude bros about it mm -hmm. and saying, here's some really awesome swag, and I've got a beard, and I'm a hipster, and I'm going to talk to you about the hops that I buy. <laughs> okay, that's cool. But it's, it's this weird thing where when you're a woman and you say you like beer, people are surprised by it. I mean, like, how many women right now are sitting here drinking a beer? Like, this is not a beer thing. You know, so it's like, wow, it's a group of women drinking beer. Who knew? Um, and it's just, it's a weird thing where they don't tap into it. Like, you, you see other things where wine taps into it and, and hard liquor taps into it. But craft beer is still this weird, I don't know what to do with you. And, and the problem that I've been having, kind of what I've been bringing up this year, is about the diversity in it. So, you know, there's a group of women, we're all sitting here drinking beer, and you guys all know what I do with the society, and that's fantastic, thanks to everyone. Um, but when you look around, there aren't a lot of non-white people saying, like, I'm a woman and I drink beer, and I don't know why. And that's kind of, this year is my year of trying to figure out why. And I'm talking to my friends and, and saying, when you drink beer, what do you drink? Now, do you know, are, are there any uh, craft breweries that are female, like where they're yeah, run by women? Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's Sweetgrass, um, you know, Nicole, who, who runs Sweetgrass, uh, Side Lunch is primarily female. So there, there are, but again, I'm naming white women. Yeah. And so there isn't, you know, if anyone wants to give me a few million dollars, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple, a couple million dollars. But it's this weird thing where when you sit down and you think about it and you think about 
um, you know, people of color in beer, I automatically think of like Billy D. Williams with full 45. And so, so this year I'm kind of making that whole, like, why is that? Why is that a thing? Uh, you know, I feel like women are finally getting strides where there's a lot of female head brewers. So it's not even female assistant brewers, like it's head brewers, um, Junction. It, you know, Tina is fantastic and she, run, she runs it. She rules the roost. Folly Brew Pub. Like there, there are a bunch of places where we are finally at that point. But there's so much further to go and I don't yeah. understand why. And it's just, it's, it's a weird thing. I had someone interview me for, for an article and his article got rejected because in January, there was already an article about black people in beer, so we're oh. good. <laughs> so, you know, and, it just, and, I, and I know it sounds, it's kind of flippant and it's mm. this weird thing, but it's like, why? Yeah. Like, why can we only have one article that says mm -hmm. there aren't enough people of color in beer? Yeah. So, um, I still want more women in beer. I want a lot more women in beer, and I want a lot more women kind of coming out saying I drink beer and I'm good with it and I don't care. I don't care what beer you're drinking. Just tell people you're drinking beer. <laughs> uh, you won't be judged for the time. Yeah, well, I, I don't care. It's, yeah, anytime. But but my next thing is, is really like women of color mm -hmm. drinking beer and producing beer. And in the States, there are a ton of women of color making beer. So I don't know what Canada's problem is. Okay. Um, you know, it's uh, I've had a lot of people come to me to ask for, for interviews saying, so and so told me to come to you, and I was like, yeah, because I'm the only one. <laughs> if I say no, you don't You're have the trailblazer. An and yeah, and I, I, I guess I am the trailblazer, but at the same time, I don't want to be the trailblazer. Yeah. I want to be one of a thousand. I want to be one of two thousand. I just, you know, it's. Oh, I'm already the first, right? Like You're it's, there. But it's just, it's sad knowing that I'm still three years in, the only. Like I am truly now the unicorn. Um, and if anyone's seen the last unicorn movie, I don't want to be that unicorn. <laughs> I have not. Um, so, you know, I guess I'll throw a question over to Jennifer, since your company is still quite young, because we're talking, what, about three years? Almost? We're uh, in fourth year now. Okay, you're in your fourth year. Crazy. And it's, so Jennifer used to sell office furniture, so it was completely unrelated. Like, it wasn't like she, you know, was kind of working in a tea shop and thought, this is nice and I'm going to do more. Um, and you're also a uh, tea... Sommelier, is that yes, right? yes, yes, certified. certified. There's a lot of you know work that goes into that. Um, so let's talk a bit of you know because since this is a very sort of female positive event, uh, any sort of challenges that you felt you encountered because you're the boss, you know you're the leader, you're the one who's hiring, you're the one who's going out kind of knocking on restaurant doors, yes. saying to chefs and to owners like, hey, look at me, and, and maybe would you want to try my tea? Do you want to do this? And you're trying to. Yeah. give them ideas and I'm not sure how receptive they all are. It's a bit of a double whammy because tea in the industry has been an afterthought for so many years and I think that in many ways women in the industry unfortunately have also been a bit of an afterthought um, and so you know it's a double whammy right. Um, what I wanted to do, I worked in the office furniture industry for 17 years and I sold a lot. If you have any questions about casters or just ergonomics, <laughs> keyboard supports, I'm here for all. But I spent a lot of time taking people out to dinner. I, said, I spent a lot of time taking people out to great dinners because I wanted them to buy furniture from me. <laughs> a perfect storm. So at the end of the dinner, these incredible coffees would come out. And they had layers and foam and glass and the little cookie on the side. You know, and then I would order tea. And it would be like, a red rose tea bag, artfully tilted against the side of a really crappy looking stainless steel teapot with a sad dried out lemon and nowhere to put the tea. Like, and it was just a disaster. And I'm like, 
this is my final impression, right? Mm. This is my final impression of a beautiful meal and what a time to drop the ball. So the tea industry is probably one of the oldest beverage industries in the world, 5,000 years old, right? Totally run by men, totally run by men. I mean, I go to these tea events and people want to pigeonhole me into this, oh, you're one of those cute little specialty tea people. Like you, you put the flowers in. And, 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 and by you hand, you put the flowers in. Yeah, Each little petal, you like put the flowers in. Um, <laughs> I put them in, yeah. And they, they, want, they want to put you in this kind of place where that makes sense to them. But I'm building Canada's tea company. And I'm really serious about sourcing local ingredients and, and doing that kind of stuff. And these, I'm dealing with a lot of farmers, I'm dealing with a lot of people that don't get it, like every day. And so I think, you know, to be consistent and clear and, and to be challenging is, is a key to, to getting ahead in the industry. And, and I, I mean, I, I guess that's what that's about. Uh, what would you have done differently, I guess, looking back and knowing that, you know, at that point you weren't this experienced <coughs> entrepreneur or business owner? Uh, now, a couple of years in, you've, you, you've had lots of experiences. So, like looking back on just the last three, four years, what, would, what sort of advice would you give to yourself as the new person, the new woman starting her own business? Uh, I would say to establish your own personal board of directors is a really, really important step because we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses, we all have gaps in our knowledge. For me, it was accounting. That's really important to know when you're going to <laughs> <laughs> That whole like, debit credit thing is <laughs> So I say, I mean, you got to fill in the gaps. You need to, as a CEO of a business, you have to be able to hit all of those things. And if you can't, you need to align yourself with people who can help you. And you know what's amazing about the world in which I find myself in this world and what's happening in this room is that all you have to do is ask. If you come out and you ask someone for help, I promise you that probably every single person, like anyone here not gonna answer someone's ask for help. I mean, just ask for help, people will help you. It's amazing. So I would definitely say that that would have been good to, you know, accounting, ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, have an unwavering belief in what you're doing. And when you feel that, the universe will open up for you. I can't tell you how many times that, that the, the universe seems to realign itself in your favor when you truly, truly believe that you're doing it. If you don't completely get what it is you're doing, don't waste your time. Because there's too much heartbreak. There's too many credits of debits. We all have them, right? I'm sure there's lots of people in this room who know people that know people. And we're afraid to call them, like you said, Christine. But people want to help. Mm -hmm. They do. Okay. So, uh, uh, so let's throw it over to Joanna for a bit. So you did. So you were a photographer, and then you switched, like you said, about 12 years ago, and I saw in your write-up that you had this sort of pivotal, um, if only I had known what not to do kind of moment, but you did kind of allude to there have been a few moments. So in your, I guess, in your journey of changing careers, what have you learned? Um, well, I guess that was one moment in many, um, and it was more that I was faced with life challenges that kind of arrested the, the moment of time that I was in as a photographer. Um, and I was also feeling unhappy being a photographer, even though I loved photography and I was trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Why, if I love this, this medium, why can't I be happy doing it? Did you ever figure it out? Well, I became a stylist. Well, this is something different. <laughs> and you know, along the way, I'd been to college, and nobody had ever said, 
there's this job called stylist. Mm -hmm. I spend hours looking at magazines thinking, wow, who is it? How does this stuff get created? But nobody ever mentored me or suggested that, and you know, this is part of the generation that I was in college and growing up and in school. It's like I was supposed to be a nurse or a teacher. Um, and so it was, it was leaving London, moving to America, and um, dealing with some, a shitty relationship <coughs> and the death of my father that made me just stop doing photography altogether. And I moved from Chicago to Michigan and started working <coughs> with a guy who had a furniture consignment store. And when you started food styling, was it like, did a bulb just go off in your head and you thought, this is it, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm, no. Um, when, when, I, when, I, when I got my first job doing that, that mm -hmm. was when the light bulb went off and I was like, it was a, a complete revelation and a huge sigh of relief. Um, but I, again, um, and I'm working with this wonderful woman who's helping me with like life and brand coaching. And we've been talking about how my 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 career has been, has been based on a reaction of bad relationships, right? <laughs> <laughs> and a matter of survival. And so um, I started styling because I was in another shitty relationship. <laughs> um, but yet they seem to be great inspiration in some way. <laughs> and um, he wasn't allowing me any. He wasn't celebrating me or giving me any independence. So I was like, I need to earn my own money. And I just put some images together, went to a studio that was in town. Um, they happened to shoot all of the Sula Tabla catalog photography. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just bullshitted and I said, I'm a stylist. Make <laughs> <laughs> it how you make it. There's like, there's some truth to that. I don't know, like, would you all agree a little bit? There's an element of like, I know I can do it, so I'm gonna convince you I can do it. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. convincing yeah. yourself, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like not does not apply to surgery, but <laughs> to me, but as I learned, sure. I know how to cut a melon. Yeah. Like, you know. probably perform a lobotomy. You um, are what you say. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have these name tags, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to be. Um, so Hassel, I guess with Tom, let's go back to you sort of starting and you know helping people create their small businesses. And you, as because I know that you had a few people that you're working with uh, when you started Tom, but you had obviously like small companies that did. I did, so, did, I did it all by myself. Oh, okay. For the first four months, and then I realized I'm dying. Right. You need help. Yeah. <laughs> I had a small committee, but it was only me. mostly you. Okay. So when you were helping people start out, mm -hmm. did you see like certain barriers or obstacles that maybe were faced more by the women than the men? Yeah, can you elaborate a bit? Yes, of course. Um, first though, for Renee, I'm not white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a tattoo of your face on <laughs> I am a very good tattoo artist. So make it like this. We'll do it in the back room. Okay. Let's find a rusty needle. Yeah. I'm not white, I'm drinking crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so okay, back in back in time, going back in time with Tom, I was telling actually Christine and Kyle this when I first got here tonight. Um, one of the most troubling things that I saw 
And it happened quite often, and it really bothered me. And mm -hmm. I've tried to now, uh, well, since then, I've always tried to align myself with amazing women, many of which are in this room right now. Um, and it's true, you do really just have to ask. I mean, Christine is totally right earlier, just like, don't even think about it, just do it. Write that email, make that call, send that text. Hey, do you have so-and-so's number? I'd love to talk to her. Just do it. Mm -hmm. um, but there wasn't enough of that happening when I first started telling this now, like almost four years ago. Uh, and what I saw a lot of, though, was the opposite with men. Mm -hmm. Men were really good about growing each other up, you know, mm -hmm. and just like bigging each other up and like, you're awesome, I'm awesome, we're even more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we are invincible. Like, oh, 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 this huge like bromance online and yeah. social media. Oh, yeah. And there, I did not see that with women at all. And it really broke my heart mm -hmm. because actually most of my tongue committee was women and we were absolutely in love with each other, all of us. Um, and still are very dear friends. Um, and even amongst the vendors at Tom, I mean, this is like, it's sad if you think of it, because it was like 30 or 40 vendors once a month for almost three years. So that is a lot of women and men, you know, um, over 500 actually. So it, it was sad to see that pattern. Was it, what, why do you think that was? Are we just we too humble? Where we won't, you know, pat our own backs, stroke someone else's ego? I think that's part of it. I think, you know. Was it a competition thing, do you think? Or? I think it's an insecurity thing. Mm -hmm. I, think, uh, I think it's a fear thing. I think, I think most of us are scared, you know, or nervous to approach each other, even if we completely respect and admire and awe of each other. Um, I, I can't speak for all women, but for me, I know I, I, I've had to push myself. Like anytime I feel scared, that tells me I have to do it. Right. Because if I'm scared, that's probably a really good indication of I should do this. Mm -hmm. uh, so face your fears 100%. And uh, yeah, just ask. Like everything that these amazing mm -hmm. women have said is, I totally agree with. <laughs> We all love each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about mentorship because Joanna kind of mentioned it very quickly in that um, you said when you started food styling, you didn't have a mentor. So then, is that something that sticks in your mind in terms of when you know people contact you and they're and you're busy and they're saying, you know, could you help me or could I get some advice? Like, what would you, I'm sure there's a lot of people in this room who would who may have a mentor, but who possibly could or would like one. So I mean, let's talk a little bit about what is key in, in finding someone that you feel that you can learn from and look up to? Um, well, I personally, I find um, this whole thing very difficult because I, I don't feel like I'm uh, a born like leader or, or I'm, you know, I, I'm hopeless at delegating. It makes me very uncomfortable telling people what to do. Um, so I actually, um, just as an aside, my I had to reach out to nine people last week as part of my life and branding exercise. And I had to call them all up and say, um, "Do you have a minute? What's uh, and we'll we'll talk later, but please answer this question. Um, what uh, what qualities do do I bring to a room? What shows up when I do? Mm -hmm. and I had to make a list of all these things. And my food assistant said. Um, I have an air of calm in the, in the, in the studio or the kitchen, and um, 
she always feels like everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And she said, you also allow people to do what they do and leave room for you know, a screw up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be there if it goes wrong. And I think that's possibly, I mean, to hear that from her, mm -hmm. I've never actually thought that, but. Actually, that's a great exercise. We should all call yeah. nine people <laughs> <laughs> and say, what do you really like about me and what do I bring to the room? I feel like that's great because I think it would highlight certain characteristics and attributes that you aren't aware of and it's well, kind of yeah. nice to hear that. Through nine people, you the repetition. Hopefully yeah. there's some repetition. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great. So, um, Brent, how about you? In terms of mentorship, you being the unicorn, who do you have to look up to? So but you can be someone. I I really I, I the, the the women that I talk to are the women who, who came came ahead of me, who were the yeah. trailblazers. So uh, the Crystal Luxemores of the world, the Robin LeBlancs, who um, had to go through stuff where people were like, but you're a girl, you can't write about beer, you don't understand beer, you can't drink beer. Like, those kind of things are what I talk to them about, and kind of, um, how do I go through without being like, yeah, I will totally challenge you to put chug off. Um, but, but also just watching them, like, you know, in the Morellas of the world, and seeing how, when society applauds you for being the first of something where you shouldn't be the first of, how do you react to that? Because normally my thing is, hold my earrings, I will fight you, because that's not a thing that you should be applauding me for. Yeah. So, you know, watching them, and they've, they've given me amazing amounts of knowledge, and I've gone through courses, and I've done all these different things. Um, and then my grandmother was like the original shit disturber, so, um, so she was fantastic and really taught me a lot. So kind of that, that group, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the, the other women that I, I do the society with, we've all gone through a bunch of things, so we kind of all bounce off of each other. And, and just you know, talking to women in any industry, I mean, we all go through something. Everyone's got a story, so I don't have a dedicated mentor, but it's really like, you know, I'll talk to my friends who are heads of, of kitchens and, yeah. and bakers and, and all of these things and say, what do you go through? Because I know at the end of the day, there is something in there that is the same. And kind of that, hey, you know, am I doing this right? Like, when I approach this, how should I, how would you do this? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I, I go through that. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys, are you guys okay there? Um, but she told me, you know what? Girls in business don't cry. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I'm here to tell you that my board meeting last Friday, I did the ugly cry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do the like, fight. you know when you fight it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was a few months ago. This time was like, because I care so much, right? But I, I just, I, the train left the station, I was doing that thing where you can't breathe. You know? uh, but those people in the room were also my mentors, and they, they were there for me. And they're like, they weren't, I was doing the whole paper over the face, and I'm hiding, and they're like, no, like, we're good with this. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to include more, women, more female mentors in my life, but I have to say mm -hmm. that I have to look at, um, I got, I'm all about trying to build a standard of excellence, and so I, I look for people in the industry that I'm in, um, like people, like mentors, I mean like Jamie Kennedy is, is one that I just, I look so, I look up to him, he's amazing, he's been incredibly supportive, and always has time, right? And again, it's just about asking for someone's time, to, to find a great mentor, and they might be in the most unlikely places. So my grandmother also, Fantastic, total shit is server. She um, she used to sneak me menthol cigarettes and she'd tell me to smoke them in the hallway so my parents How old were you? I was Eight. 16. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, she only gave me the menthol ones because they were healthier. <laughs> Question. 
question. So if it was something I felt like I could answer, when it came to food, I felt very confident. Yeah. I still do. But when it was, if someone was like legal advice, right? Yeah. Obviously, I'm not yeah. the right person. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Accounting. Uh, but I, I had an amazing lawyer that helped me start time. Yeah. Kyla, thank you for that reminder. Um, that's really and a reminder she now gets ten percent of the business. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I regret that. <laughs> They're one of many. Um, but no, I uh, I would always try and either connect people or if if I felt like I could answer, yeah. then I would. Um, but for mentors, I I had very I know I didn't feel like I do. I still don't feel like I have. Um, many or any, um, but yes, grandmothers, my father, um, but, and you do outgrow them, that's so true. Um, but I, what I have found actually the most important is to mentor. And yes. <laughs> so, so help me out with something. No. Um, but it's important to grow both groups. So the people that want to be mentored and the people that want to mentor. Um, because through Tom, and even after Tom and since Tom, um, I've done it a few times, and it's really, really rewarding. Um, I haven't always had the time. I can't remember who I spoke to in here earlier, but I tried to mentor her sister, and then feast started, and I, I ran out of time, and I said, I'm not going to be able to do this properly, so I have to actually end this relationship, and I feel really bad. Uh, yeah, there she is. <laughs> I, 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 she came up to me earlier, she's like, you were mentoring my, my sister, and then I... I felt bad I had yeah. to end it, but actually that was the right decision to make because I really wasn't going to do it properly. Yeah. So I would also encourage all of you and any of you um, to believe in yourself enough to mentor and believe that you do have value to give. Uh, and it's not about age, it's actually more about experience. Right. So I've been in the industry you know, since I was 17 years old. I've worked every part of a restaurant other mm -hmm. than the kitchen. So I under I have anything to do on that side. I, I, I feel confident in not talking about. But um, what did you have to say? Do you want this? Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's not karaoke, so don't go crazy. <laughs> uh, no, it's about the, the mentor mm -hmm. um, concept. I've been in the business, one of the owners of all the best fine foods for thirty two years. Um, I have mentored many people. People call me every week. Oh, I just love your store. Oh, all good. The great relationships. What I'm now thinking about, as a result of actually of tonight, is that I need reverse mentorship. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. um, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I have been mentoring people for. 30 years, and people come to me and want to know about the food business and want advice and seek my advice all the time, which I'm happy to provide and mm -hmm. have provided for 30 years. My business is changing on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and the industry is changing on a daily basis, and I need help from the young people. <laughs> no, There's a lot of them here. No, I know. I know. <laughs> what do you need? That's my point. But that's my point. Yeah. I need a reverse mentorship. Yeah, but that's good. But you can but both I benefit. I loads of 30 years worth of food industry data, but mm. I, need, I need the reverse yeah. mentorship. I think it's a great point. I do. Yeah, so I think. I do. And I think, too, that. Well, um, the industry is just changing mm -hmm. constantly. I need, 
All right. So this is kind of like an adopt-a-thon. So anyone. <laughs> Mentor. I, mean, I don't even call it reverse. I, mean, I think there's like there's yeah. different skill sets, right? Yeah. And you have different knowledge. <laughs> We're all up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, we are. We're all over the place. Um, like, can I actually jump in on this one? Yeah. I'm like, can I steal someone's back? So I actually wanted to speak about that because that is something that um, at our company, IQ Food Co., that is like one of my favorite things. And a bunch of my team members were here and we saw them all like, carrying around sliders. Because they came in and I was like, serve the food. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that for me has been so amazing in the last couple of years is connecting with these younger people and sort of giving them a platform. We actually just started a, a new thing last week that my entire team will laugh about. But I like I asked them at our management meetings, we have sort of, you know, twelve to thirteen managers of our different locations and each week now, someone has to come in and basically like pitch something that they love, and it's not related to food at all, right? Like, because like if if I were to go and, and look at what like Hassel does and be like, oh, what she's doing is great, I'm gonna replicate it. Like, number one, that's not cool, and number two, <laughs> like, I mean, I love looking at businesses that are outside of what I do. Um, so I love looking at like, why does someone take an Uber instead of a taxi? Or why does someone buy an iPhone instead of an Android? And what is it about that situation that, I'm losing my voice, kind of sorry, because I've been so excited all day. Um, <laughs> but like, what is it about that that you can sort of reapply to your own business? And the amazing thing about working with millennials, and you guys know that I love you. <laughs> you have so many emotions. <laughs> so many ideas. <laughs> so much it just it's something that I think a lot of people don't think about and it's so amazing of you to sort of be like I need that reverse mentorship well it helps no I do no I do my daughter works here and she's not here tonight she's a waitress here and like she sort of keeps me on track but not really I need I need I need I need a 25 year old buddy we are going to find you some tonight. <laughs> What's Slack? It's I'm definitely in it right now. Slack is in our next show. I've never heard of that. What is it? It's a communication tool for your team. No idea. You basically set it up with all of your projects on one side, and then you can start tracking your conversations. Like Trello? Or the reinvent Trello. Yeah, Trello versus speaking technology. You don't know. Do what? Especially restaurateurs, mm -hmm. 
these people might not be your guest base right now. They might not be the ones who are coming in and like slamming craft beers, not quite yet. But in four to five years, they will be. Everyone and slams craft beers. Yeah, I slam craft beers. Mm-hmm. Because that's bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to get past that and say, 
we're all women and we're all trying to do something different. And yeah, it's hospitality industry, but God damn it, we can take things over and we can make it amazing. Let's work together. Bam, done. Hi, were you gonna say something? Um, but that's, you know, so, I mean, we, we've been accused of, of man-hating, and it was like, 
But if I go to a beer festival normally as a woman, do you know how many guys are catcalling me or hitting on me or being weird and disgusting? So yeah, that's where we came from. Like we originally started as an industry thing and it grew into something much bigger because we realized and we learned by accident that women need a space. But we said, we're not gonna shut it down to guys. We're not gonna be exclusionary. Yeah. We're gonna let guys come out, but women call the shots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you get four hours of just hanging out, talking about whatever, <laughs> and then just the guys can show up. Yeah, yeah, sorry, just one more thing about the, you know, dealing, I've been, been self-employed for a very long time, and I've had doors shut in my face by men because they don't take women seriously. And this just happened last week. I was negotiating my seventh industrial lease on my own, and this guy tried to pull, pull the, you know, the wool over my eyes. And I just think that men don't know how to handle strong women. So when I'm calling him out on his shit, you know, and he's like, starts stuttering like, uh, 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 you know, I said, I'm not signing the lease until you fix it. Well, they're not gonna fix it. And I said, well, send it to them, mm -hmm. and guess what? The landlord fixed it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it, I find that in the industry that I'm in, in the food industry, but a, a retail shop, men just don't take us seriously at all. I totally second that. I yeah. um, When I tried to first start the Toronto Underground Market, yeah. I was... Which I've attended, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing about it. <laughs> That's why I bring it back. I was very naive, and um, anyways, I, I was I was told no many, many, many times. But one of the times I was told no was by a man uh, who worked for Toronto Public Health, and he basically straight out flat told me that's impossible. It will never happen. That's a terrible idea. It people get food poisoning. Home cooks don't know what they're doing. You know, has to be certified chef. You need it, all this stuff. So I thought. I really want to do this. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I found, uh, who's not here, but she's an amazing woman, um, Carly Dunster. She is a lawyer, a practicing lawyer. And at the time, um, I, I posted, I remember posting on my blog, being like, I'm looking for a lawyer, pro bono, because I don't <laughs> and, and she approached me. And anyways, it wasn't until I walked into Toronto Public Health with her and said, I, I still want to talk about this, but I brought my lawyer. And immediately, they took me seriously. So it was still a woman, but it was because I showed up with a lawyer that they all of a sudden were like, oh, okay, right. well maybe we have to listen to her. Um, and it's so sad that it had to take that, uh, and, and, and I didn't go that way, obviously, but it happened again even um, the first venue I wanted to do, I was told, no, no, we can't have that kind of event here. That's totally, you know, doesn't make any sense, and there's no cooks, and no, and and uh, so I was told no in one way, and so then I went around another way, and ended up being at the Brickworks, but I encountered a lot of um, women trying to, unfortunately, trying to hold me down, mm -hmm. and trying to actually not have my event exist. Right. And it, that, again, it's, so sad to, that that was part of my experience and that it happens like quite often. So not only are you not taking seriously by men sometimes, but you're also trying to like have other women 
get rid of you mm -hmm. yeah. and knock you down. Um, so just whatever you're doing or trying to do, don't yeah. give up. <laughs> just keep trying. Yeah. And I think it's like, I, I, we've probably all had that when you feel like you've been stabbed in the back or someone's been trying to cut you down and you're trying to, but I, I think that's when you, you filter, you, know, you get to a point when you start to filter out those people you have to surround yourself with and you know who to sort of cut out of your life or just kind of cut your losses. Um, we're gonna wrap things up. Is there any, any more questions? Because we'll let a lot of mingling happen, yeah. I, I don't necessarily wanna say a question. I kinda wanna say a comment. Um, the one thing, I, I've run a series of businesses for the last five years, um, but one of the things that I do is I read people well. And this panel's really awesome because you've got a really good combination of type A extroverts, type A extroverts, type B extroverts, type B introverts. And Joanna, I really wanna to talk to you specifically my creative director and one of my staff are very, very heavy type B introverts and very often are like, I don't understand my value here, I don't know why. They're, they're both male actually, but it doesn't matter who they are. They don't understand the value that they bring to my business and the calm because I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> and like, I need someone to calm me down 90% of my life. And those two bring it just like, bring me down and in a room when you have to do production work or anything like that, there's nothing more invaluable than that. So I just hope that you hold on to that for your personal brand because that is something that can make somebody who's like me go from almost crying right back down to like, okay, where's my sandwich? <laughs> so like your, your type of personality is possibly the most important thing that can be in a room. Even if somebody doesn't even recognize it at the time, they'll recognize it at 10 p.m. when they're going home, and they're like, crap. <laughs> I just really calm me down. <laughs> I, I just bought a book called, um, I think it's called The Power of Quiet, mm -hmm. and it's all about introverts and, and on the spectrum from introverts to extroverts and then everything in between, and how you can enable yourself and further yourself and progress in situations like this, this is like so painful to me. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I'm doing it anyway. Um, yeah. with, with choice in the world. Not good, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but thank you for saying that. That's it's very important, and I think it's very undervalued. And unfortunately, it's very undervalued in women. And mm -hmm. it's there's certain people in my life, both men and women, who the the calm ones in the room are the ones that just have made the day. So you you are a very valued source, and I hope you know that. Thank you very much. Is there, I think we can just like start mingling again. I feel there's a few um, mentors up for adoption. Um, <laughs> where did this thing go? Um, but I mean, I, I think it'd be great uh, if, and a great success for this event if everyone left knowing someone they didn't know when they came in. And you want to wrap things up? Or a reverse mentor. Or a reverse mentor. <laughs>
That was food stylist Joanna Brandon-Lowe, food entrepreneur and creator of the former Toronto underground market, Hasala Vilas, beer saleswoman and co-organizer of the Toronto Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, Ren Navarro, and founder and CEO of Pluck Tees, Jennifer Commons-Glazer, speaking at the first ever Women's Hospitality League in Toronto on May 2nd. Thanks so much to everyone, including organizers Christine Flynn and Kyla Zanardi, for letting me record that night. To hear more from those two directly, have a listen to episodes 11 and 15. And thanks so much to you for listening.